Chicago Bulls have 14 games left before the February 8th trade deadline, a trade deadline that could force the team to make a lot of tough decisions about their roster for the present and for the future. We're going to talk about some of those decisions that they may have to make and dive into the mailbag. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes. More importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And just one topic before the mailbag that I want to, that I want to get into. So as everybody knows, the, 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 the trade deadline is February 8th. The Chicago Bulls currently sit right now at, four, at, at sorry 16 and 21 on the season with you know some roster decisions that they may have to ask themselves t- tough questions on as they head forth into that trade deadline. Now, of course, the one that everybody's talking about and has been talked about for the most part is Zach Levine, right? After the trade news came down with him and the team being more open to the trade, that's really all that's kind of come down to, right? And we've looked at, you know, trade uh, that, you know, other teams being interested more so in Alice Cruz, so Andre Drummond, maybe even DeMar DeRozan having more teams that are kind of willing to trade for those players than Zach Levine because of his big contract. And the Bulls have to ask themselves some tough questions, right? Like I said, 16 and 21 on the season. We're right now sit at 10th seed in the Eastern Conference. We've been playing much better. And the thing that, the, that this front office has to ask themselves before they do anything, right, is continuity going to be the bet again? Now, when the Zach Levine trade news initially came out, I said that, I kind of said that it was a good thing in a way because it forced this front office to do something different than what they had been doing, and that's kind of keeping things the same. Now, you know, with with Zach Levine's, you know, trade market reportedly not being as high as what either his his representation or the team may have thought, it may end up working to the situation where Zach Levine stays, right? But this team has to look at not only the way that the team played uh, while Zach Levine was out, but also how the, how he's going to play while he's back in now with him and Vooch coming back and really make a tough decision. But continuity, which has been the bet of this front office for the better part of three years at this point, right? I think the only time that this team really didn't bet on continuity was when they tr- made the trade for Nikola Vucevic at the trade deadline and traded a lot of their young pieces. Then in that offseason, bringing in Alex Caruso, Lonzo Ball, De- uh, uh, DeMar DeRozan, right? But other than that, it's been pretty much keeping the same thing together. And the continuity, while it's been a buzzword around the Chicago Bulls, has also been what the front office has bet on. And they have to ask themselves, is this another year where you want to bet on continuity? Or is it a year that you want to actually break something up and do something different? Now, a couple of these decisions are kind of going to be made for you, right? Zach Levine, it, you know, we'll see what the trade market comes. We've already had, and I got a video out yesterday on just kind of teams being back in on Zach Levine after seeing him play well. And that's probably going to come as the trade deadline gets closer and teams are struggling. But then you have tougher decisions on DeMar DeRozan, Andre Drummond, Alice Caruso. Now, for the Alice Caruso portion of it, the Bulls have already said that the Alice Caruso, they're not taking calls on Alice Caruso. A team would have to really call with such a wowing deal that the Bulls just can't turn it down and move on from Alice Caruso. He's an important part of the culture, important part of what they're building, and they want to keep some veterans around even while they are building this younger team. And that's what we've seen with this team. Andre Drummond. Now, Drum's contract is so low. Um, that I still don't think that the Bulls move him unless it's like in another larger deal, right? The, w- package him with DeMar, w- with Zach Levine, depending on what you get back in that case. And then the DeMar DeRozan part of it. DeMar DeRozan is one of the more interesting scenarios that the Chicago Bulls face at this upcoming trade deadline. Reportedly that they are far away on a deal, not even close to reaching a contract extension. 
And the Bulls have to look at that and ask themselves, can they really risk losing DeMar DeRozan for nothing if he does decide to walk in free agency? Or maybe they play it out. Maybe they're confident that something can be worked out in the offseason. And no harm, no foul when it comes to that, right? Um, but you, you really have to look and survey that. And so this is something that they really have to look at before. Is this another trade deadline of betting on continuity? Or do you take advantage of some of these the assets that you have and decide to make a large move? Alex Caruso, no. I don't think the Bulls are going to trade Alex Caruso. I can say that right now. Drum, Torrey Craig, Javon Carter, these are players that I think could be included in a larger deal if the Bulls do swing a larger deal. Don't know if that's likely either. And then you come down to the DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine portion of this. And that's where it gets the most interesting at because those are the two players that that would, would indicate such a large change to what the Chicago Bulls have done and built around over the last three years. And so we know that the Zach Levine, I'm not going to get into all the rigmarole of that. We all know the trade requests, teams being interested, team now, we, we already know that. DeMar DeRozan, I just talked about that a little bit. But more, more importantly, you have to look at this front office and is this the, the year that the front office wants to take advantage of some of their assets before potentially two of these assets walk away for nothing and Andre Drummond and DeMar DeRozan, both unrestricted free agents next year. Now, Drum, I do think that Drum is likely to probably sign a contract extension with the Chicago Bulls if they do offer him a respectable one. We've talked about how difficult that could get for the Chicago Bulls, depending on what happens with the contract extensions of Patrick Williams and DeMar DeRozan. Now, if DeMar ends up walking away for nothing or gets traded, that alleviates some of that. But this is a this is an important period for this for this front office to make those type of decisions on what's going to happen. And I hope this is not another year of full continuity. I do hope. We also, the, the Lonzo Ball disabled player exception, right? We still got that. We still got part of our mid-level exception. We still got our biannual exception. The Bulls have a lot of tools at their disposals if they decide to use it. Now, you're also sitting at a, t- at a team that's 10th best in the Eastern Conference, still in the play-in. And even though this team has been playing better, I'm sure that in the back of the mind of the front office, at least if they're smart, you got to be worrying about is it is it a little bit of fool's gold? Now, looking at the team, watching the team, I don't feel that it is fool's gold, right? I feel like this team has really competed. The play style has changed. It's adapted. It's working for the players. Zach Levine, it could work for too. We've barely gotten to scratch the surface of that. But that has to also be in the back of their minds just a little bit, right? It's saying that while we played really game, good over an 18-game stretch, 17 of those being without Zach, one of those being with Zach Levine coming back against the Charlotte Hornets. Is it? Have we seen enough to where we think that we can like not make major? I, I really don't know how to word it, right? And so that's what it comes down to with this front office, that they have tough decisions to make about the future of this franchise. And this trade deadline could be a very important one, or it could be one that goes off with a putter and nothing really happens, and we still have this same team after the trade deadline, and we finish it out with the season. Now, that would raise more questions for what it means in the offseason for the Bulls with DeMar, Drum, and, and players like that, even Zach Levine. But I think, like, looking into this and leading into the February 8th trade deadline, we got a lot of decisions that we need to make with this roster. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, we'll see what it ends up coming from it. But I think that this could be either a really important trade deadline for the Bulls or it could be one that relatively stays the same, and, we, and we're and we talking about it like we talked about the last couple of trade deadlines. Nothing. or I mean, and then the Bulls can pivot towards the buyout market if there is one that presents itself after that. But I want to hear from you guys on this one. How do you feel that the Chicago Bulls should approach this trade deadline? Should they look to trade the assets that they can to get the most they can, future assets back, first-round picks, things like that? Do you think they will or should hold on to Zach Levine? Do you think they will or should hold on to DeMar DeRozan? Do you think they're doing the making the right choice and holding on to Alice Caruso? Let me know what you guys think on all that down below. Really hear, interested to hear how you guys feel about how the Bulls should attract, attack this trade deadline and going forward. And would you be triggered 
if continuity ends up being the bet again for the Chicago Bulls team. I think that because that's that's definitely an option for this as well. We can let this trade deadline go by and still be pretty silent on it without very much happening for the Chicago Bulls. And if that does happen, that's going to put, I, I think, a lot of Bulls fans in a place of being concerned once again about the future of this team. But make sure you guys sound off on that down below. If you're on the podcast side, I'll tell you how to get your thoughts in here in a second. But with that said, let's go ahead and get into the mailbag for today. This first one, this one's from Bulls Daily. Yeah, man, them three minutes is not enough at all. Like, they need at least four, three and a half. But I was pretty much done. I just had to get that Zach Levine shit off my chest. I pretty much just wanted to say how I feel like Zach Levine just need to get on up out of here. Just, just move around. Yeah, just move around, gang. You not on shit at all. You hear me? I'm tired of seeing your light skin ass on my bench. I'm tired of seeing your light skin ass in my city. On some real shit. Just move around, gang. I totally don't got no type of. I mean, I just don't uh, like how he how he approach some shit. You know, I don't like. I don't really like that. You hold a grudge just from two three years ago. Like, man, get your get your ass on, Lord, on here. Your ass figure. <laughs> Like, motherfuckers be tweaking. But I just really wanted to say how, like, I just feel like with us having Ayo Dosomo, Pyreel, and Kobe, I really feel like Kobe could take that next step into becoming another Zach Levine as a, a all-NBA, all-star. Well, I don't know if he became all-NBA, but at least an all-star. I, I, I really could see all three of them being all-star. Maybe not Ayo, but Kobe and Patrick, I could see them being all-stars, especially Kobe. So, I just feel like Zach Levine is, is, is a cancer. I feel like with this time he had out, he should have analyzed the team, watch how everybody played. And if you really want to be here, if you really want to be in my city, you going to have to act like it and play better and play for the team and play to win. And that's just what it's going to have to be, Lord, on it. Because we not going to be doing this shit, what, next season if we keep him. And then he starts saying the same shit next season. Like, bro, no, bro. Like, you can't be trying to finesse the game, bro. We done fucked with you. We done, you know, you coming off injury, all type of shit. We giving you bread because we trusting you and shit just for you to want to trade on us a year, half into your contract. Man, you was a mark-ass trick on LC. But anyway, I'm done. <laughs> so, I just wanted to get that out of my chest. Man, like I said, Zach Levine here, he is here. If he's not, I'll be very happy. If he's not, he gives other people more time to shine. In my opinion, trade Zach Levine. I'm done with the Zach Levine area. Get the fuck off my team with that goofy shit. Bulls daily for the little end of that rack. I'm out of here. Okay. So I, I know a lot of Bulls fans share your 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 opinion on Zach Levine just ready to move on from him. And I won't I won't disagree with you, right? Like there are certain things about Zach Levine that like the like the staying holding that grudge over being benched a couple of years ago. How how he handled the initial after the trade rumors came out and how he came out and played after that felt like he was kind of giving up on the team in a way. But here's what I'll say with this is that Zach Levine has shown like at least in one game back, maybe he can fit in. And there's something to be said that if that does continue, you know, how Zach can fit in, it's about him checking in mentally for this team and realizing that the way that things have gone have gotten to be different. And so I know a lot of Bulls fans are going to share your sentiments that Zach Levine needs to move on. There are going to be Bulls fans on the opposite side and say, hey, why are we moving on from Zach? We shouldn't move on from Zach. Let's trade tomorrow. Let's see what else we can bring in here. And, you know, I think there's there's two different sides to have on that. Not to say that your way is right or wrong, because it's not. Like, you have the right to that opinion. As somebody who who represents this team and and, and invests in this team, you you everybody has their right on how they feel that the team should go. But 
ultimately comes down to what the front office, what Zach Levine wants and things like that. And so if Zach does truly still want to move on, he'll move on eventually. And, it, and it'll happen. Whether it happens this trade deadline or in the offseason, it'll happen at some point. And I think our discontent with certain things that Zach Levine has done, yeah, I, I, the way I look at it is this, is that there, Zach has never really been on the best team, right? Um, and then when he was on a team that really fit, his, fit his, his, his play style really well, Lonzo went down and we have not rebounded well since then. But how this Bulls team is playing now, it could really help Zach Levine a lot. And, you know, we'll end up seeing what happens from him. I, I got, kind of go back and forth on what I think is going to happen, but I think it's safe to, to say that if Zach wants to be moved, he will be moved. And if that's really what's going on behind the scenes, it'll happen eventually. But all right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Goon. Not Auntie Goon, but this one's from Goon. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, man? This is Goon, man. I check out your show and everything. Uh, and uh, this is what I got a problem with. Why were you scared to say that Drummond and Vooch can play with each other? The lineup for the starting lineup for this 24th season should be Alex Caruso, the Rosen, uh, 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 the Rosen, Drummond, Vooch, and Zach Levine. That should be your starting lineup. Then you go in with, now this is Zach State. And I know he might, y'all say, oh, he ain't going to stay. I bet you he stay. I bet you drop. I bet you, uh, the Rose will stay too. Those guys are going to stay. They, 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 they have a camaraderie with each other and they might see something that the, the office, the front office don't see. Back to what I was saying. And then your bench should be Kobe, Io. When Tory Craig come back, he will. And a little bit of some more drum because they don't want to use the no go and nobody even talking about him. What about the other guy? Uh, uh, OB, I think his name is. Why he ain't playing. Okay, so Vooch and Drum starting together, I'm sorry, that's that's just not a good idea. It's not smart basketball. And matter of fact, the whole starting lineup that you just presented sounds good in like 2K, but it doesn't sound good in the realities of actually playing basketball. And to throw into that, why the hell would you bench Kobe White with the way that he's been playing? And not we're not even just talking scoring. We're talking about the way he's been passing, the way he's been rebounding, the defense that he plays. Why put that on the bench? Right? So I'm sorry, the whole starting lineup that you just gave out, I'm sorry, that's one of the worst starting lineups I've ever heard, and we've seen it. Vooch and Drum do not work together especially as starting together, where's the spacing at that? Matter of fact, the whole starting lineup that you put out there has no three-point shooting outside of Zach Levine, no spacing at all. That's a terrible starting lineup. Terrible. It, it's, it's no realm in the reality of the world in which that works. Now, like I said, maybe on 2K, but in, wor- in, the, in the real world, hell no. That's literally one of the worst starting lineup ideas I have ever heard for this team. Now, as far as the core three staying together, I do think that there's a chance of that, right? And it depends on, well, throughout this season, I do think that there's a chance that after the trade deadline, we still hold on to it. If I had to put a percentage on it, I'd say probably about a 40% chance that the core three is still on this roster by the end of the season. Now, if you're asking me if the core three is still together by the start of next season, I drop that down to a little bit about 30%, right? So it really depends on a couple of different avenues and things going on. We can say, you can say all day about like, oh, well, this team has something. They, they, they like each other, camaraderie, but it's not that. You can, you can suck and have camaraderie. They don't suck. I'm not saying that. You can have camaraderie and still suck ass, right? It's about what, where this team can go and improving and putting a team together that can actually go on a run. And this, this core three is proven that they cannot do, not at least at a high level and consistently. And with the, with the age of this core three, Eventually, you have to start getting a little bit younger. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. But uh, thank you for leaving that voicemail. Let's go ahead and get into this next one. This one's from Cornelius. Hey, what's good, Hayes, man? Uh, Steve Red Nation. It's Corn, man. Um, I want to talk about um, Zach Levine, his comeback and all that, man. And uh, overall about everything about Zach. Um, 
Zach had an okay, good game. Um, he looked good in the offense, you know. Um, no complaints there, you know. Um, the threes, okay, one five. That's kind of worrying, but his first game back, so I'm gonna take that with a grain of salt. Um, thing I really want to talk about is the trade talk. Um, I'm gonna give everybody a scenario probably a lot of people forgot. Um, one time to me, the goat wanted to be traded. Um, his name is Kobe D. Bryant, and he wanted to be traded. We all know where. I don't even want to mention it and give us bad memories again. But that's beside the point. I'm not comparing the player. I'm comparing the scenario. Okay? Comparing scenarios, not the play. Zach Levine will never be Kobe. Came sniff his shoes. Okay? We're just going to leave it at that. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design, the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite-only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Please don't come for me in the goddamn comments saying, why are you doing that? I'm comparing scenario, okay? All right? <laughs> so, Kobe wants to be traded. Kobe was unhappy. Kobe was saying it on radio shows, telling, literally telling guys, hey, man, yeah, I think it's best for me to be traded, and it was bad and all that. But then they finally worked it out. You know what I mean? Of course they bring in Powell. Of course they bring in, you know what I'm saying, some players to, to get them another championship. I'm not saying they go go into the list to do that for Zach. I'm just saying this could be um, this could be sizable if we if we just work together. Like I said, Zach, with this offense, Zach would thrive in. Uh, and like I said, this is the best. I've always been for not trading Zach. Um, but if we do, we do. You know, it is what it is. But I've always been for not trading Zach. And uh, just a, a clear shout out. Let me give a shout out to Billy D, uh, Peter Patton, and the, and the coaching staff, development staff. Um, giving DT the confidence that I knew, I knew that he would be capable of and be playing. Like I said, reminded me of IO rookie, you know what I'm saying, year in the way, how he's coming along. So shout out to DT, you know what I'm saying, for having a great game. Wish you would have did double digits, so, uh, Hayes took that shot. <laughs> but, uh, shout out to, uh, Peter Patton, his staff, and shout out to Billy D, man. Hey, man. All right, Hayes. You have a blessed day, King. Peace. Great voicemail from Cornelius. I agree with you, bro. Zach Levine really did look good in the offense. And, you know, that's still Zach Levine. As he said, he's still getting his legs under him. There was a couple of times he, he got the rebound on the fast break and then went out to the to the corner and kind of catch his breath. So once Zach Levine is fully, like, back, he has his conditioning things under him and seeing how this team can get out on, on the run, hey, that could be a dangerous team. And so we end up seeing. Now, the Kobe Bryant scenario that you put out there, I just – 
I think the caliber of player matters in that scenario, right? And I know that that's not, you're just talking about comparing the situations, right? But when you look at Kobe, I think that the Lakers, they had a all-time great player. And so that's a, that's a very different thing to say, hey, we got this all-time great. We don't want to let him go. We think we can build a team around him, which they eventually did, and he won a couple of more titles, um, that, then, then trading him just because he's upset now. It's a, it, Zach Levine isn't nearly that caliber of player. So, you know, I, I think that the Bulls do look at and seeing what we can get back if Zach Levine doesn't want to be here, not because that Zach isn't good in his own right, but he's not Kobe Bryant. Kobe being Bryant was the type of player that you knew if you had on your team, you can go on deep playoff runs, especially while he was in his prime, regardless of that. So you, you had to find the right combination of pieces. And, you, and when you look at the team that he won that title with, like they were, they were a deep team, absolutely. But, you know, so I think it's a, it's a different test. Now, I'm not saying in just the, the bones of the scenario that Zach Levine can't come in, he can't play with this team over these next 14 games before the trade deadline, and he can't say, hey, what we're doing over here is pretty good. You know what? I think I'll stay. There, there is a chance of happening. I'm just saying that the Lakers denying Kobe Bryant's trade request is a, is a very different thing for one of the all-time great players that you have on your roster and in your system. And so, you know, I think that, that that's, a, that's a very different thing because you can easily see how you can build a championship team around a player like Kobe. Can't necessarily see that with Zach Levine. But, again, to just compare the scenarios, yeah, there's definitely a chance that Zach Levine comes in here, he plays well with this team, and he looks around, and he just is like, listen, we balling, man. Let's give it another year. Let's see. We'll hold off on that trade request. There's definitely a possibility for that. And let's see where it comes to. We'll get the answer in about, in about a month, right? The February trade deadline is right around the corner, so we'll get that answer sooner rather than later. So great voicemail there from Corn. Let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Casual Kelder. Hey, big guy. It's been like a little while. This is Kelder. I thought I would check in on um, this month. Since I called in last, according to my phone record on my phone thingy, um, has been a lot of fun. I'm um, glad to have been proven wrong that these young guys do have some talent. Um, shocked at Dale and Terry. Um, he's really, really fun. Patrick Williams, uh, play that energy. Keep it going. Kobe White, you know, is Kobe White. Solid, solid, solid um, group. And Io is my favorite one of them just because of the pure energy and speed he plays with. Um, I want to know what you think about this. Um, about the guy yesterday who wanted, you know, tear it down or championship or nothing. Um, I can see now why you bring in veterans because you don't want to have all rookies. That's how you turn into Detroit. Is that what uh, you're kind of thinking too? Um, like if you're a young, young team and like the only vets you bring in are like Marvin Bagley or a Bogdan, one of the Bogdanoviches, like you're not going to really support the young kids in winning and then they're playing in weird like losing environments we don't want that so i can you have to have some vets i would say and then i still say trade exactly what do you think about that all right bye shout out to kelder for a admitting that you're wrong and this is this is the thing right and it's not about being right being wrong or anything like that it's just about that i think we have trained ourselves as a basketball community to think that development is linear, that you have a player, you draft them, they show some things the first year, they show a little bit more the second year, by the third year, boom, they're off to the races. And what we're seeing in the NBA now is that that's not always the case for every player. There's a couple of different routes you can go when drafting. You can go the route of, I'm drafting a player who then I feel like can, uh, can impact right away. He has a skill set that, that we can draw out right away. It's still going to take some time to develop, but then you can go the route that AK and Eversley have gone, and that is high potential with players that are going to be projects for at least a couple of years. And that's the, that's the, 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 the route that takes more patience from both the front office, the coaching staff, and the, the, and the fan base of the team. Because, listen, we all saw Dalen Terry last year and thought, hey, this is kind of rough. This is rough. And you weren't wrong for, for saying, looking at Dalen Terry and saying, like, 
hey, I don't know if this guy's going to be an NBA player. And while it's not all perfect yet, and he's definitely not done developing and growing yet, you now see this player of what he can potentially be at the NBA level and how he can contribute. Still needs to work on a shot, still needs to calm down some, but you're seeing the steady progression game after game of just things that he's able to do and learn on the fly. And so I, I appreciate you for admitting you're wrong. And like even you mentioned in Dalen Terry. Now, you did say some crazy shit like Kobe was a was not a non-NBA player, but that's a story for another day. But like I always talked about in the conversations that you got to take patience with these players. And that takes time. And I understand that it, it gets a little antsy in that case, especially when we're not winning basketball games on top of that, right? So, you know, this, this young Bulls players, they are really showing some things. They still got things that they need to ve- develop on and, and grow, absolutely. But they are showing a lot for this, for what they could be for the future of this Chicago Bulls team. And that I'm internally grateful for. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Corey Mays. Yo, what's up, uh, Ace? This is Marvin's Corey Mays. Good afternoon. God bless. I love what you're doing. Now, what I was saying was, was Kari's Maxi better than Kobe White? I'm saying, yeah, because if Kari's Maxi was over here, he wouldn't have been in and out of the starting lineup. I believe he would have got the starting lineup and kept it. I feel like Kobe White, one, is a shooting guard. I don't think he's a point guard. And that White pushing him to be a point guard. And I think his best thing is what they try to make Zach is, which is a catch and shoot, maybe catch and drive, you know, two, three seconds or less, make a decision or pass the ball. But what I'm saying is if we're just winning games just to win games, like that's redundant because we need better players to come in to replace these players that we have. And we need younger players players to replace the players that we have. And yes, I have been, you know, I grew up in Chicago, 37, birthday in a couple of days, I'll be 38. I'm tired of seeing this team not do that. Like, they get a couple of players and it's, oh, let's go. And it's like, nah, hold on, wait. That's what they did with Rose, and Rose ended up getting hurt because they got to keep him on the court so long because he didn't have no help. He didn't have nobody to run with, no real person to run with. Like, you, you got to put players a lot of players together. Yeah, Kyrie Maxey is playing with an MVP player, but he's playing with an MVP player. How did they get him? By drafting him. They ain't no training for him. Uh, ain't no. You got to be a certain type of team to to have that in, in your in your back pocket to play. To be a I'm a trade for this player or I'm a a free agency. I'm a sign this player. We don't have that. And when the last time have we done any of that? So if that doesn't work, we have to do what do work for us. This is the one card we have to play. And if we continuously go down this road, I mean, what? When, when does next time we're going to be anywhere near a championship? Man? It's going to be years from then if we continue down this same exact path, which is compete a little, develop a little to the point where we don't want to pay them no more. Didn't we trade him? <laughs> like, nah, that's... All right, so first, let me debunk something that you're saying. Kobe White's not a shooter. So you're saying run uh, him like Zach Levine and do... Duquette... He's not. He's a scorer, not a shooter. And that, he needs the ball in his hands. And so even you using the Rose comparison is a bad comparison. Rose had one of the deepest teams in the NBA. So you saying, oh, well, look at Rose. We didn't have the depth, and that's why Rose... Rose didn't get hurt because of the lack of depth. We had one. We had Noah, Todd, Boozer, who was still playing good then, and we had one of the deepest benches in the NBA. And the fact of the matter, you're, you're trying to paint this picture on, oh, well, we just need to get it now. You act like the Bulls aren't going to still have draft picks now, right? And even what you're saying, there are teams that try to be bad to, to draft, and they're still doing it for years. So you're saying that we're years away? Yeah, we're years away regardless. There's no quick turnaround to this. 
And and like I said before, tanking or just trading away players or whatever else, all that does is remove the expectations from the fan base. It really doesn't excel shit. And so I gotta disagree with you on a lot of that. I I, I don't I, I like. And you're acting like because the Bulls winning a few games now, it means that they're still not not gonna draft players. I, that just doesn't make sense. Nothing that you said fits together. Even when you using the Rose comparison, made your point even it hurt your point more than it helped it. So yeah, and you say Tyrese Maxey over like Kobe White and Tyrese Maxey. There's not that big of a gap between them. And like I said, you put Kobe on a team where he's playing with a true MVP caliber that also passes. And you, Kobe would be better than Tyrese Maxey on, on the Philadelphia 76ers. I truly believe that. And you can say that Kobe went up and down in the starting lineup. Yeah, he did that because of the acquisition the Bulls made. Right? Don't act like Tyrese Maxey was a starter from day one either. They, they brought in Lonzo Ball, which of course pushed uh, Kobe White to the bench. And that really helped his development because he learned, hey, this is what I need to do defensively. This is how I can pace the game. He became a better passer, a better decision maker over that. So I, 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 don't, feel, I don't agree with anything that you said in that. And I don't think it makes sense other than you just looking at, boom, I feel like Maxey's this player. I feel like Kobe's not. Let's try to make everything else work. And I also have this problem with, oh, the Bulls, we just need to get young. Like, it, that's still coming. And so, like, when you look at teams like that have won the title, the Denver Nuggets never went full rebuild, never won less than 35 games, I think, and still developed. That's why drafting smart is better than just having a high draft position, right? So you got to look at things like that. So that's my point, uh, standpoint. Everybody, let me know what you guys think down below. All right, let's get into this last one. This one's from the 719. What to do, y'all? This is Pharaoh under SoCo underscore phenoms. Uh, let's get to it. Listen, me personally, I think the Bulls have all the tools we need to be successful when we are healthy. The main reason why we haven't been successful is because of our rotational issues. It seems to me is that the only reason why we struggle is because our coaching staff failed to put the right players in the right position at the right times, right? We have all the tools that we need, especially how the Bulls have been playing recently. And shout out to how to Zach Levine and Vucevic having a dominant game coming back from their injuries. I've been kind of overhearing people, you know, talking about how they're just trash and you need to get traded. Listen, I understand the situation. It could help the Bulls when they get traded, but listen, those two are bucket getters. They're former All-Stars. We can't just be trying to trade people just for, like, you know, chips and, and nothing, you know what I mean? But anyway, listen, we have all the tools that we need. It's just rotational issues, right? Because think about it. Kobe White, no, my man, Kobe White has been balling. He's essentially been playing the same role that Lonzo, that we gave Lonzo Ball when he was playing, right? Kobe Ball, or <laughs> Kobe White has been playing much better defense. He's been shooting much better, and he's been facilitating. That's what we've been asking for anyone to play at that point guard level position, right? Kobe White has been doing that thing. So we give that to him. DeMar DeRozan, we need him to be playmaking DeMar DeRozan. We don't need him to be. I still, unless we actually need him in the fourth quarter. For the first three quarters, we need him to be a playmaker. Zach Levine, I don't know why Billy Donovan keeps letting him go on ISO ball. That's not Zach Levine's strength. We need Zach Levine to mainly be catch and shoot off the screen or catch and drive in transition. That is the Zach Levine we need him for us to be, for him to be a superstar in our team, to be a man, right? We don't need him doing ISO ball work like DeMar. No, we need him to stick to fundamentals. Peter Patrick Williams now. If he plays how he's been playing recently with Zach Levine and Vucevic back on the floor, oh, my gosh, we could be a dominant team. That's literally all we need to be a successful team. But like I said before, we have rotational issues, right? We don't know how to properly get the most out of our players with a certain amount of time, right? We have so many guards to spread minutes out of. 
that can all be starters that they really are required, right? Dalen Taylor had a, had a career game because he started. But in my offense, Dalen Taylor, although he had a good game, I'm still not convinced yet because his teammates kind of set him up for those shots, and it is against the Hornets. But, hey, I'm still high praise for him. I still am wishing the best for him to continue to get better. But, eh, I need to see more from him if I'm going to be confident that he's going to be a solid future piece for us. But the bench, we got Caruso doing his thing. Drummond, Drummond has been. The Bulls have all the tools when health. I got to disagree with that. We have a deep team. Well, it's like, what are you, what are you saying that to say? Do we have all the tools to be a championship team? Hell no. Like, and again, just because you have a deep team is also the caliber of that depth. So, no, the Bulls don't have the, the depth. Or it's not just we don't have all the tools to be a, a championship team. Now, if you're talking about success and the fact of winning games, yeah, we can win games. And I feel like with the way that we're playing now, we can win a lot of basketball games. We're playing with the pace of a 51-win 50, team per point differential and everything else here lately. So there's definitely a chance of that. But I think that there's a tall test to just say, hey, well, we got this, we got that. It's more than just rotational. It's more than just Billy Donovan having the right players in at the right time. It's also development. Some of that matters as well. But it's also that we don't have some of the things that really good teams that go on playoff runs have, and we don't have that balance either. Now, we can obtain that balance, but I think just saying that the Bulls have all the tools to be successful, like I said, it depends on what you're looking at as success, right? You didn't, you didn't say that in this voicemail, so I don't know if you're looking at success of saying we can be a championship-level team or you're just saying, hey, we can, we can be a team that wins a bunch of games now. The latter part I agree with. I do agree that we have the chance to be a team that wins a lot of games. It comes down to playing with that heart and understanding how to go about it. But it's we, it's more than just depth. We, we, we need more on this team. We need uh, uh, somebody who transcends to really push us up to that next level. And that could be on this team they just haven't developed yet. But I think we definitely do need that. So that's my opinion. You guys, as always, can let me know what you think down below. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, man. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.